Marcus, you there? Yeah, man. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Uh, you know, coffee. How's the weekend? Rain, dog. Yeah. I, I, my weekend was a, it was a mixed bag. It was a roller coaster. Yeah, me too. Every weekend's a, every fucking day's a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. But kind of a slow roller coaster. <laughs> a very slow roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So here's, here's kind of what I had in mind. All three of us probably have a, a pretty good weekend story. I know Mr. Brown does. Yes, he does. Uh, you know what's okay. so cute? When I got on today, he was talking to his uh, fiance, uh-huh. and they were talking about their bank accounts and how like he's going to create one that has like a partition <laughs> to keep their money separate. Isn't he cute? <laughs> that had- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> As if any of it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a partition. It's all on the left. <laughs> Fucking rookies, eh? <laughs> Uh, partition. <laughs> <laughs> What's the empty space over here? You. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Oh, hey, man. What's up? <laughs> what did I miss? Nothing. This is why we hit record before we. Start. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear it after. Sweet. Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I had a comment actually from Argo Mike, one of our uh, one of our Black Sheep Radio listeners, that the podcast is not long enough. That we actually need to go a little bit further. So I don't know if this is going to be a daily thing, and I don't know that I'm necessarily or we're necessarily doing this to appease one Argo Michael. Uh, but we'll go a little bit longer today since we have a hell of a lot to get caught up on. Good morning. It's Monday, April the 13th, Black Sheep Radio. I'm Ben McVie. I'm Chris Brown. Oh, hey. What's going on? Oh, I'm hey. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> His wife poked him with a stick. <laughs> Mark here with you as well. It's, it's kind of, now Mark's having a flashback to his wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a speech. Oh, hey. Hey. Wake up. Yeah, hey, uh, hey, Mark, how's it going? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing okay. So the last time we were um, together, at least Chris and I, was uh, on 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 Friday, right? Mm. Yeah, and 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 Chris Thursday. Was, uh, th- it was it was Thursday. You took Friday mm. off. That's right. So it was Thursday with Paul Morris, and uh, you know we went through. I thought we had a pretty good podcast. We talked about bands that we had only seen once, and we're very grateful to have done so. And, you know, the oh, nice. usual chit-chat, what are you doing this weekend, blah, 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 blah. Mr. Chris Brown is awfully quiet at the time. <laughs> and then hours later, you find out that the crazy son of a bitch done gone proposed. I saw. And congratulations, yeah. man. You're engaged. Yeah, I'm officially engaged. Thanks so much. It was uh, a little bit of a, you know, I, I didn't want to let the cat out of the bag on the podcast just in case um, my fiance. Uh, happened to catch it. Um, <laughs> l- little did I know she doesn't. She doesn't listen to the podcast every day, so so right. we were safe on that one. I was, but uh, no, yeah, it, it's 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 pretty cool. It was her birthday on Thursday. Oh, um, nice. So it was one of those little things. It it she had no idea it was coming. Um, I you wouldn't expect it because everyone's brains are kind of all over the place given what we're all dealing with. Yeah. Um, 
you know, as a society and personally, it's all kind of, mm. it's all kind of weird. So she never really expected it at all, uh, which was hilarious. And also, you know, made, made, uh, you know, it, it it made it it gave it a little bit more punch when 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 I finally did ask her. You know what I okay, mean? Was, so I, can cool. I ask? Can I ask some questions? Mm-hmm, of how course. Long, how long had you been planning it? Honestly, like not as long as you would imagine. So 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 I I feel like um the 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 current circumstances definitely kind of dictated like like the decision to make it. And it wasn't, it wasn't so much that like, Oh, you know, we're in this situation. I have to do this or whatever. It was more like, yeah. I, I, I started thinking, I on it. Like I've been thinking about it for, for quite a while, obviously uh, we've been dating for almost two years now. So. Oh, well, um, cause when you said like less than what you would have thought, I'm like, Oh, four minutes. Okay. <laughs> no. So, so, so like it wasn't, yeah. So, so like my decision overall to propose, like I, like I, I was telling, telling uh, breathe, I made that decision like a long time ago, but like to propose uh, specifically on Thursday was probably like, Wednesday. I don't know. I probably made the decision Wednesday. like, the, like, the week, like Thursday a week morning. or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> During the like, podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was one of those, it was just, it was, I just thought about it. Like, I'm like, Oh, I wonder if that would be a good idea. And then the more I thought about it, the more it felt like a good idea. And I was like, I don't want to admit, this is a really op- weird opportunity. I don't want to miss it. So I'm just going to, you know what I mean? It was Chris, uh, has joined our club, Mark. <laughs> not just, not club. just, not just the married <laughs> club. No, he, he's joined the put a, put a ring on it club. Yeah. <laughs> Mark and I, Mark, Mark and I both had the good common sense to meet our wives. And when we did, it was immediately in the back of our minds, just put a ring on it. Oh God. Yeah. Don't make this mm-hmm. mistake. Don't look back 20 years from now and go, what the hell were you thinking? Don't have family members meet this woman and then say, what the fuck were you thinking? Just put a goddamn ring on it. Don't let this one get away. Did you, yeah. Benny, when you, when you met uh, your wife, did you, was it like pretty much right away where you're like, this is the woman I'm going to marry? Immediately. For and me I, and as I, well. I say that, I say that honestly. I proposed after five weeks, gentlemen. Oh, okay. No, I proposed <laughs> after four years, but still. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Side of the road yeah. after five years, but uh, congratulations. Man. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, thanks. Hey, and I didn't thought how, you know, I mean, you said you didn't want to miss this opportunity. Was it that you didn't want to miss this opportunity now, or did it, was it that you didn't want to miss the opportunity that three months salary for the engagement ring when you're unemployed <laughs> is a fucking deal? Uh, 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 here's my COVID yeah. ring. <laughs> I proposed with a ring pop, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Gone now. <laughs> it was delicious. Poor girl, cut her- the poor girl cut her finger on the plastic dome when she opened the container. <laughs> <laughs> what, was her re- what was her reaction? Obviously, uh, yes, she, but I she, yeah, she. Well, so it's funny because, um, so, so as far as the ring, like I used. Um, Give us the circumstance, her- man. Paint a picture. Yeah. So, okay. So we, we, we had talked about a month or so ago about she, she wanted to use her, her grandma's old ring, um, her grandma's old wedding ring. Uh, so, and I, and I knew that her, her parents had it. So, uh, over the, the, the days, a couple leading up to it, the week or so leading up to it, I got her sister to kind of go get, get that cleaned up for us Good for and, you. Then, and then bring it over and then drop it off to us. 
Um, but the funny thing was, is that it, the box that, that the jeweler gave us isn't like a traditional ring box. So it didn't really look like a, a wedding ring at all. Nice. Um, so it, it almost, it almost had like the profile of like a Zippo lighter. Do you know what I mean? If you, if you know what I mean, like it was a little thinner, yes. um, so, and the, the ring was like on its side or whatever. It was weird. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, it was her birthday. Like I, I baked a cake for the first time, like from wow. scratch, which was pretty funny. Um, and we did a bunch of stuff like that and I ordered sushi and we ordered a bunch of food and I'm like, you know, the weather was kind of crappy, but I'm like, you know, let's go out for a drink before we eat or whatever. So we went out on the balcony and I just like asked her to marry me on the balcony where we were having like a glass of wine or whatever. And her initial reaction was fuck off. Like nah. she didn't <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> she didn't really, that was literally what she said to me. And, and I didn't, and and because she she thought I was joking because she saw the box and she's like that's not like a wedding ring box and then once it registered yeah she she started she was we were all excited and stuff so it was cool and then we spent the whole night basically just like FaceTiming people and calling people and you know it was pretty fun the whole night <laughs> not the not the whole night but I would say about, I would say about ninety eight percent of the night you know there, there, was that there three was, minutes there where we were totally <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mark, where, where how did you how did you get the deed done I was I was roadside Chris was on the balcony I I did Niagara Falls like oh. at, at the falls so that's yeah. great yeah, Monsieur, Monsieur from yeah. <laughs> I figured I was the first person ever to propose to their uh, girlfriend right. at Niagara Falls. So. That's so funny. <laughs> Girl, creative, wow. you fucking dummy. Yeah, that was one of the things that I was a little wor- worried about. That like you know, we're we can't go anywhere super romantic to do it. That was that was like one of the only things that I was. I was a, a little hesitant about, but everybody I asked said it's actually, it turns out to be a pretty cool story that you guys were under lockdown for a birthday. And this is true. You, you know? Well, you could so, have gone anywhere and there would have been nobody there. You could have done it at the base of the steel tower at, you could have done it at Niagara yeah. Falls and there would have been just you and her in the pictures. Yeah, that's Michael true. Tower, I understand travel's cheap right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's essential. <laughs> so have you guys set a date or is this just one of those okay we have an agreement in principle we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> an agreement in principle we um we're talking yeah we're definitely talking about it we're still in the, in the stages of that we're thinking not this year but possibly fall of next year it really you know the the reality of trying to plan a wedding when everything's kind of in limbo right now might pose some problems because every there's going to be a huge backlog and, and availabilities for venues and stuff might be a little bit tricky and all that stuff so i think you're um, missing mark's yeah, point i think you're missing mark's point this is an incredibly economical time to just do yep. everything on the cheap right yeah mm. throw, throw the ceremony and the reception two weeks from now yeah. <laughs> send send out a guest list the size of your apartment. Like invite everybody who you don't know, and then say, "Oh, you can't make it, shit." <laughs> yeah. Here's my PayPal. Cancel that catering bill. Yeah. Just do it yeah. on a podcast. You can invite as many people on this as you want. So you just have like 30, 40 people on a podcast. Have yeah. the- or like elope, dude, because, you know, like usually when people elope, they have to travel great distances at great expenses. You could just go to like shoppers. <laughs> <laughs> you know? they, do they do they do um, do they do uh, wedding uh 
photography. They do. They do. Mar- no, I was going to say, do they do like marriage certificates next to the passport photos? Is no, that the idea? no, no, man. It spits out the other end of the blood pressure machine. While <laughs> it's a new feature, which will be very high. Trust me. You get your you get your BP and your certificate all in one form. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, good man. This this is very good. So, uh, Marcus, what was your weekend? What did it look like? Uh, Marcus, Marcus is the married man in the group with two very young children. So yeah, no, I mean, we all live a different existence. It's been the <laughs> same. Uh, it's been the same. The, you know, I mean, it was the weekend. It was a long weekend. It doesn't fucking mean anything anymore. It was just. It was just another three day stretch. Uh, but stores stores were closed on two days of it. So um, it was uh, just trying to keep the kids busy and did a horrifying Walmart trip on uh, on Saturday because. Oh, we you had, too. Yeah. Oh man. It's just, I feel like I'm in like, like it, when Mad Max has to go to fucking Walmart, like I'm in like <laughs> some post-apocalyptic world. There was a guy, like three people in front of me in the line that was wearing like a world war one era fucking gas mask, like with the, the, the wraparound hood and the fucking cans on the front. Like I'm thinking like, you're making me think something else is happening in addition to coronavirus. Like, right. it's going to be a fucking anthrax attack. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, there was a lady behind me that just, you know what I mean? Just six feet is such a simple fucking concept to me, at least. Mm-hmm. But I find when I'm outside looking around, I have like Terminator vision. Like, I can determine fucking distances. It's all digital. <laughs> you're only four, you're four feet, nine fucking inches away from me. Back up. And I actually had to tell a lady, like, hey, like, you want to go ahead of me? Because you can't seem to understand what six fucking feet is behind me. So, why don't you go in front of me? And that way I can stay six feet away from you because you don't fucking get it. And yeah, that was my trip to Walmart. <laughs> wow. And then I went like supermarket sweep when I went in there and just like, it was like $400 later. Like, okay, you know what? You know what? I think I'm good. I think I've bought enough granola bars. Fuck. I was there the other day and I saw oh, the, now how, the now hiring sign uh, and I thought, okay, maybe. No, seriously, dude, I need a job. Well, I, I, I know, but fuck. Yeah. <laughs> And here's okay. So here's a couple other ones I'm going to throw in on the list that uh, I, I've been talking to people over the weekend, and I thought, you know what, maybe, like, uh, okay, I, I, and these are jobs that a lot of us here in the good old first world Canada look at and go, hmm, yeah, and, and not for me. But I'm thinking, okay, for example, this summer I grew up in Niagara, fruit farm country. There will be no migrant workers to work the fruit farms this summer. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to do that. So I'm thinking there, there's a job opportunity. I wouldn't mind picking fruit for the summer. What the hell? Yeah, just go, just go buy yourself a straw hat and get to work. You know? Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I actually heard, I actually heard that, that Trudeau is working on getting those migrant workers up to, to get into those farms. I I think there's like this thing where they might isolate them for 14 days upon arrival and then get like, they're, they're definitely, I don't know that we're even ever going to be in a position where we can get that labor locally. Like that's like, there's so, so many migrants that come in to do that stuff. I know. Okay. And normally I'm, don't get all protectionist and stuff in here, but there are a million Canadians out of work right now. Yeah. Yeah. With all due respect to migrant workers, not only are we putting ourselves at risk by bringing people from other countries, we don't know their medical background, but Mm -hmm. a lot, a lot of us need jobs. And normally I'm not one of these tariff and protectionism type guys, but really those, those are homegrown jobs, man. 
Yeah. Yep. No, it's but, fair. Yeah, very I know true. This, yeah. this borders on controversial and sounding a little xenophobic, but I really do think that any job available right now should go to a Canadian first. I do. Hmm. I think any job available should go to the best person that can do the job. But mm-hmm. what are you saying? I can't pick fruit, motherfucker. No, no, I'm just saying that I think that, you know what I mean? Let's say it was fruit picker. If you had a Canadian guy that needed a job, but he had no fucking arms, and then you had a migrant worker, you got to take yeah. a migrant worker. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and there's a lot to be said. I know, I know a lot of people. Canadian going, how are you going to do this job? He'd be like, I'm stumped. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I had to. I just I had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Use that one later with my kids. <laughs> did, 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 here's two people who uh, got a better understanding of what Good Friday means. One being U.S. President Donald Trump. You saw his Happy Good Friday to all tweet. He's no, I didn't. Idiot. I can't even. No, this is a true story, Chris. I first saw this on Huffington Post, and I'm like, it's a joke. The man's not really that stupid. As it turns out, the man is really that stupid. Uh, yeah. The day that commemorates, uh, you know, if you're Christian, uh, the man. <laughs> like, that's the guy. The reason you go to church is that guy, and he died mm-hmm. on this day. And the president, who says he's, an, he's a devout Christian, uh, the man of Corinthians 2, the man of what's your favorite verse in the Bible? I don't like to get into verses. The whole Bible's amazing. These are quotes. <laughs> yeah. This is a guy who wishes all of Christianity a happy Good Friday. So insane. <laughs> oh, by the way, while people are dying of an illness that he could have done something about weeks ago. Anyway, uh, my Friday also, uh, I understood, uh, not, not a good day. Not a good. Do you want to know, you wanna know who joined? Who joined uh, my life uh, on the weekend? Mm. Hector. 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 For only the third time in my entire calendar life, it had to happen during a lockdown, while the pharmacies are closed. I woke up with a hemorrhoid the size of a fist. Oh. Guys, this thing had a cell phone. It, it had a cell phone. It had coronavirus. It's so- no, it was ordering, it was ordering skip the dishes by like three o'clock. It, this thing was insane. I was in absolute agony and I'm not First of all, okay, so third time, okay? First time was New Year's Eve, 1999-2000. Oh, that wasn't a big one, at least. No, exactly. I was I was making rather merry, shall we say, and it was a cold night, and I sat on cold concrete for like two, three hours, and woke up the next day, and it was ghastly. The, the second time was like, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, and then there was there was this, time number three, where I, I just was, it was, does anyone remember, uh, uh, anybody remember the Flintstones? Yes. Do you remember when Fred would hit Barney in the head and the bump would go, oh my god, that's, that's what my butthole looked like. Oh my Friday god. It was, just, it was like Pinocchio's nose. Oh, like stop was, lying. It was <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not going to get into really graphic details. At least you spared us those. The treatment, as we all know, of these is is not a good one. Uh, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing delicate. There's nothing pleasant about having to take care of business in this particular condition. Super satisfying, though. 
no, no, there's no satisfying part about. And, and the worst part is at one point. Okay, so at one point, you're like, okay, I'm going to have to apply something to this, and you're all delicate about it because nobody likes working there. Do you know what I mean? Well, you're, you're working blind too. Yes. Yeah, and you're working blind. Exactly. It's like one thing to check the oil under the hood of the car, but having to reach underneath the wheel well to get that bolt to get it the starter <laughs> nut is, is not. It's, it's just not as it's easy and as pleasant. You know what oh. I mean? <laughs> okay, but that's at the start. Jesus. But that's at the start. By the time I'm like 12 hours into this ordeal, dignity's <laughs> out the window. I'm naked. I'm hanging from my friggin' inversion table trying to get the right application onto this thing. It's it's friggin' horrible. Get your wife to help. Call her in to help. No. Everyone's you guys are, you guys aren't that, you guys aren't that close. Everybody's looking at the my wife, my wife said, are you sure that's what it is? I said, A, yes, I'm sure. And B, even if I wasn't sure, you're not inspecting that area. Oh, so, oh, you know, what she needs to do is you need to bend over. She needs to Google image, put the phone up next to your ass and compare whether or not <laughs> oh. that is in fact what it is. No. You, you do a reverse, image, was, you do a reverse image search, you get a picture of Don Rickles. <laughs> <laughs> That and wondered why grass was growing at the bottom of Mount Fuji. That's the worst part. Is at one point I'm standing because I have a lot of mirrors in my bathroom, so I figured, okay, I'll use the mirrors. Uh, I'm using three mirrors at once to be able to pinpoint the target zone that I need to hit. Right? And I, I look up at myself, and now. I look at myself and simultaneously I went, man, you have no dignity right now. And then the song comes into my head and I'm singing to myself, no dignity. And it's stuck. <laughs> now, now I have a small child growing up the side of my asshole. Oh. And I've got a really bad song stuck in my head. This was my day. Oh, man. This was my day. An earworm and an assworm. I was crippled, honestly. I was, I, I couldn't move. It was terrible, terrible. All, That's all good so now. Funny. I don't even know if I want to fucking know. Uh, yeah, is everything okay? It, it, is <laughs> are you laying I, on your side right now? I know, <laughs> no, no, I'm sitting, but I'm very, I'm very shifty. <laughs> very shifty. Oh man! Oh man! But yeah, like if you were to look at me right now, it kind of looks like I'm sitting with a small carpenter screw in my back pocket. And I'm, I'm just trying to find a position where the screw is not actually into the meat of my flesh. Oh, man. That makes sense now? Uh, you should post this shit after lunch. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh. Oh, this picture someone cutting into like a breakfast sausage right when you described it. <laughs> <laughs> like a banger. <laughs> a banger. <laughs> <laughs> okay so now we're all caught up on uh, on each other's weekends chris got wow. married uh mark went to walmart and my butt hurt so oh my good god there you go <sighs> so um speaking of Don hotels, <laughs> hotels for homeless uh this is a story that's starting to gain a little bit of traction uh, this, I think the first city where people really started calling for this was San Francisco because they're pretty hard hit. Uh, but you look around Hamilton and there's, there's a lot of homeless people in Hamilton. We know this yeah. and, and in every major city. 
And these people are even more at risk right now, not only because they don't have, I mean, you know, we're being told to self-isolate and go to our rooms and these people have no rooms to go to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and the ones that they do are overcrowded and not exactly conducive to isolation and, and keeping away from germs. Um, so there is a real uh, solution out there because nobody's going to hotels right now to house the homeless in empty hotels. Anybody have a thought on that? Well, I think it's it's. Uh, and Chris, you probably you're probably a little more updated because I haven't really had a good look at this. This was from Saturday's paper that I saw that story. So. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say I'm more updated. I think it's like the only reasonable idea to solve the problem. Like you, you can. It's tough for us to gauge because you know we we obviously have a homeless problem in in Hamilton there's a homeless problem pretty much in every big metropolitan city that you can imagine but, yep. but it kind of pales in comparison to some of the stuff that they're dealing with in the states like I, I don't know if you've ever um, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the any of the footage that that that's come out of some of these these tent cities that they have in the U.S. But but it's uh, like, like like there's like Skid Row in L.A. and 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 th these are these are fully functioning cities of essentially homeless people and transient and, yeah 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 and and the, you know the, we're we're talking like you you can go on YouTube there's a lot of there's a lot of documentaries that 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 basically will walk you through these essentially third world living situations in one of the most uh, economically developed countries in the world. So it's very, especially in San Francisco, San Francisco, I, from what I recall, has um, uh, a lot of even, you know, uh, white collar uh, tech, tech um, um workers that don't have homes because it's so expensive and they're essentially camping out. You, you can, I think you can camp out anywhere in San Francisco. Um, so there's like these tents popping up on the side of the road because people have nowhere else to go. Wow. Uh, so San Francisco, it's almost as if, the, yeah, like it's, it's a situation there. Like you can have, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure like you, if somebody could just pop up a tent in your backyard and you can't do anything about it. I, I would love – I'd love to see this for a couple of reasons. One is because these people are really at risk. And let's face it. I mean we don't exactly do a very good job of extending an olive, uh, olive branch to the homeless or helping them out. We really don't. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you can think what you want about homelessness and homeless people. But um, right now they, they deserve a place to go. And I just – I think that would be – Another reminder of what a great equalizer this whole thing is, is that, uh, you know, a, a person who is normally sleeping on a sewer grate is suddenly at the Sheridan. And, yeah. uh, and I'm not making a joke. And I mean, you know, billionaires are watching their their uh, fortunes dwindle and they're stuck in their homes. Do you know what I mean? Like just how I think it would be a great illustration of just how this thing is so um, indiscriminate. I think yeah. in terms of, of who and how it affects them. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I think that there's also a lot of buildings around Hamilton called fucking churches. And isn't that what Jesus would have done if he was around right now is try and take in as many homeless people as he could. Uh, you, yeah, buildings, I, I would agree with that. But I, I would also I would say, Mark, that though that that's opening like a bit of a can of worms, because then you're going to have the congregants saying, well, we can't come to worship. But you're they, opening they the doors and it's you. okay for them. I, oh, I just, I I'm yeah, not yeah, saying yeah. that that would be the right outlook, but yeah. I guarantee you that would be a backlash. Guaranteed. 
Yeah, it's um I think there's I think some of the churches I think it really depends on on how 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 hard we're hitting getting hit but I think there's going to be it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if some of the churches open themselves up to be me makeshift either. hospitals mm-hmm. but I don't know about like like with the hotel I think the hotel availability is an easy solution um to 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 house homeless I I don't see the only, the only thing though is a hotel is a private business you know, for sure, I yeah. get that it, there's all these empty rooms and stuff. It is still a private business. A church is not so, a private business. A hey, the government's, the government's, I know, but the government's handing out money hand over fist. So why not? Have, why doesn't the government step up and say, okay, you know, you know what, hotels, you're not making any money right now, um, but you do have to stay open. As far as I know, they are essential. Are they not? Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, they are. I do think they make the essential list. So nobody's coming in for business right now. Why not open up all the doors? Have the government say, "Okay, we'll pay you a quarter night rate, and we'll put up the homeless until this thing's over, at least for two or three weeks." Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an idea. Yeah, it's just I just can't think of any other solution for it's. It's either that, or you essentially just let homeless people you know, deal with it themselves and vanish. Yeah, seriously. I know it sounds dark, but that's, I can't, I honestly can't think of any Mm. other solution. If I, I feel like if I ran a hotel, I I would be morally obligated to do that. Like I, I, or ethically obligated to do that because Mm. there's no, there's no other workable solution. Like you can definitely sit on your hands if you want. That's your right to do it as a private business. But at the end of the day, like, you know, we all have different ways that we can contribute to help make this a better way. And if you're in a position where you can offer rooms to homeless people to essentially save their lives, I think you should be obligated to do that. Well, that's the the one thing I'll say too, um, uh, you know, this is an equalizer, but also um, this whole thing is is sort of forcing us as a society to look at our fringes a little bit more Mm -hmm. like homeless people and like people who are in prisons. And that's another thing that is really starting to make some noise is people want their loved ones out of prison for the same reason that, you know, you're, you're housed in there. And if one, if there's an outbreak, it's going to be like a cruise ship. You know, it's, it's going to be bad. So a yep. lot of people are, are. So what's what's the latest on that? I mean, I, I know there's they're, they're not processing any new convictions. They're, 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 are they letting some people out on lesser offense? Like what's what's going on there? So um, from what I can tell, in Canada, um, there's there there's releasing a bunch of of low risk criminals they've already done that in this is in in toronto mm. um the, there's even some higher risk ones from what i'm seeing here um uh one of them is a, accused of being a getaway driver for a recent toronto murder attempt um a lot a lot of suspects that are that are arre- have been arrested on serious criminal charges have been ordered released from custody in the recent weeks wow there's there's a lot of stuff man it, it's it's just you know it, it almost might police itself because nobody's allowed to travel and the borders are closed you don't have to really worry about like a flight risk so much so so that that might be like a, a an added benefit but yeah like like the, the you you got to imagine that that with the the courtrooms are are the courtrooms open or have they been closed? I'm not entirely sure no. right now, but, but, um, I think they're still operating under like a skeleton, like, but it's just, it's not the, the, the legal system isn't prepared to, to deal with this many, 
you know, this, this very specific situation. Now, Mark, I know you had said that uh, you're sort of depends on the crime. Yeah. You know, from, what, from what Chris is saying, they're not really triaging this fucking correctly in my opinion, but yeah. I just think like, I mean, we were talking earlier about you, you make that decision. You go, you drive by Walmart and you see the big line and you're like, ah, eh, fuck, is it really necessary to have to go there right now? I think that they need to do the same thing with some of the crimes. You know what I mean? Uh, not, people that were getaway drivers and fucking murders, but you know what I mean? Maybe some drug offenses, things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about things that I have in the pipeline personally or anything. I'm just <laughs> what, about, that, what about the people who are already in though? Do you know what I mean? Again, like, I, again, same thing. I think that if it's, if it's a crime where it's not, they're not a risk to society, then you would let them out. If it's, if they're going to be a risk, why would you let a risk to society out into society? Because there's a risk to society. I know. It's just here's another one of those tough ones in a black and white world. This is very gray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it's like, ah, well, once we once like it's easy to say, okay, a guy who had a couple of joints in his pocket definitely doesn't go to jail or gets out of jail. A guy who is, you know, on a serious assault charge stays in jail. Those are easy. But once you get into that sort of middle ground where it's like, ooh, that's pretty bad, but <laughs> is it that bad? That's where things get really messy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So this, this is from this. <laughs> yeah. So this is from that's two days I mean. ago. It's, it's sort yeah. of an all or nothing thing. I yeah. think. Can't be half right. It, it, it's, it's not, it's not, again, it's not the extremes. It's that middle, that middle zone where a lot of people are going to be upset. How come uh, that person gets out and how come that doesn't? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So uh, in England, um, this is from earlier this month. Uh, they set up up to four thousand prisoners in England and Wales were to be released in an effort to control the spread. That's just mm. that's just from off from the BBC. Uh, Canada. Um, so uh, over this past weekend, um, Canada wide, they released more than a hundred inmates. Um, or no, sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, more than 100 inmates and corrections officers working at Canadian federal institutions have now tested positive for COVID-19. See? So um, they, they, they have been releasing um, uh, prisoners, uh, early release uh, for, for people. So they were already due up for release and they're, they're just expediting that. Uh, but it, yeah, it's, it's apparently in BC it is, is the worst affected. I think they have about 56 ish people that are that have tested positive that they know of and and you know we're all we're all dealing with shortages of testing supplies and stuff so so who knows what the real numbers actually are i i because i'm I'm sort of starting um in the back of my mind sort of a running list of institutions that will never ever be the same again after this and i think prisons and hospitals definitely are, are going to be very different uh, going forward, old folks' homes, and thank God. Yeah, I mean, care thank facilities. God, long-term care facilities. Yeah. The whole Pinecrest thing and Bob Cajun is really, really sad. There's another one in Scarborough where they've had, I think, 16 deaths now, uh, or 16 full-blown, really bad cases. Sort of. It's it's a it's a mess. It's a horrible mess. And I mean, I my grandparents were uh, they both were in hospice. And the conditions at the place they were at, which was sort of, I guess, what you'd call a middle of the road sort of hospice, uh, long-term care facility, were decent but not great. Some yeah. of them are absolutely horrible. And my mom works the, at one they're, they're, that they're fucking yeah, they're, they're Yeah, they're understaffed. They're underpaid. Like, this yeah. is one of those institutions that will be forever changed. And in this case, I think for the good. Yep. 
I mean, yeah. we can't we can't go back to allowing this to happen to our to our elderly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things. I mean, I mean the 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 the, the long term care facilities. It's well, just grocery it's, stores. I, I just be the same again. Uh, that's uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. Will grocery store jobs ever be the same, be the same again? again? Yes, exactly. Are those you know when like I, guys? Yeah. When I was a kid, grocery store. The guy you see in the grocery store that was a career. Mm-hmm. That that was a unionized full time twenty dollars an hour in the eighties. $20 an hour job like it, it was good paying work if you got into a unionized grocery store that was a career yeah that that was on par with factory workers and somewhere I, I think it, somewhere it was either in the Bob Ray or the Mike Harris years I'm going with Mike Harris that those jobs became minimum wage jobs mm-hmm. and I really I really now believe are we going to go well geez that, that's a pretty crucial important job so we better start paying these people like that I don't know I just think actually I think if anything it's going to go the other way I think that uh, Walmart for example has been training people for about a year and a half on how to scan their own shit and uh, take care of their own stuff. And uh, I think that that is going to be the direction that this takes. I think that there's actually going to be more digital and less people. Hmm. The only issue I see with that is, you know, the, the infected the surfaces. So like you're, everyone's using the same touchscreen is like going to be a difficult mm. sell yeah, but for you people can, right you can now. Pay, you can pay one person to go and spray a screen every five mm-hmm. minutes when somebody's done scanning their shit through versus for paying sure. 20 people to be at conveyor belts themselves. Hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, that's, a good, that's a good point. In the midst of what's going on right now, I thank Walmart for the year of fucking training on scanning my own stuff, so that I don't have to hmm. either. I don't have to put myself through that or somebody else through that, because I hmm. guarantee you, every time you walk up to that goddamn plexiglass shield that's in front of them now, they're as scared of you as you are of them. Every yeah. everybody's a pariah now, so let me take hmm. care. Let me take care of as much stuff as I can on my own. And I think that that's what's – with a lot of industries, that's what's going to happen. A lot more just – if you can do it yourself, do it yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pay, mm-hmm. for your, pay for your takeout ahead of time. Someone will drop it on the porch for you. You don't need to have interactions. That, that Dr. Fauci guy has already said that uh, the days of the handshake should be gone. It's a primitive way to, to greet and to say goodbye to each other, and it needs to be that's- I don't see that one sticking. I'm sorry. I read that too. That one ain't sticking. The handshake will make its way back in. Oh, I don't want to do it. I'll, 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 I'll elbow bump somebody. I'll do a foot fucking secret handshake with my foot, whatever. But I'm not fucking touching anybody uh, anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the handshake goes back to it, I know. Know, thousands of years BC. It's been around yeah. for a long I don't. I don't know if I see the the handshake going away but anyway you know they're, they're, it's the handshake it's survived a lot of unto itself yeah yeah it's survived a lot of pandemics in its own right like the <laughs> handshake so yeah you know and and this isn't it doesn't seem like this is the worst of them it's just i think this is this is situation is so bad because our we're so unprepared for it um and and so much of it counters everything that we've been doing for the last hundred years as a society you know what i mean like hmm. Like everything, it, it, it kind of attacks and destabilizes pretty much 
everything that we've known, like movie theaters and 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 yeah. uh, fucking stadium. buffets and 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 you know commuting and and every, it 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 kind of it kind of undercuts pretty much all of the things that we're used to doing. So I, I think you know I, I I think the handshake will survive, but I I don't know. I, I, have I hope no the idea. buffet survives. So oh, the <laughs> Mandarin, fuck! Right? I, you. I fucking hate Just, the Mandarin. What does oh, wrong I, no just just I for sheer entertainment Mandarin. value like like I've always said there's nothing more comical than the last plate at the Mandarin it is a combination oh. of all the things that you didn't get in the previous four plates so you show back up at the table with like a rib some rice pudding a bit of sushi and jello <laughs> it's fucking awesome here's the you thing here's the thing with the last plate when you see it because it's nothing that would be served to a normal human being so so the, the thing the thing one of the things that i don't like about buffets is i couldn't think of anything uh, that 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 fucks with my appetite more than than seeing some some lady sitting across from me with a pile of 45 crabs legs just just putting in work like i can't look at that and be like oh like like this is this is a nice ambience it's like what the you fuck know, like, my, people are fucking pigs like at those disgusting. you know my mom it's is an otherwise so very nice lady you don't have to pick on her like that <laughs> no i i swear to god i went there i mean everybody has a similar story but like it's it's like I feel like, especially the Mandarin, for whatever reason, because it's maybe because it's so popular and everybody loves going there. But like, it's man, it's like the dregs of society. When every time I go in there, I feel like a fucking uh, seriously. Like every time I go in there, I feel like 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 I'm I'm just lining up to the trough. <laughs> yeah, but that's part of the agreement when you go there, Chris. Yeah. You, it, it's like treating a hemi, man. You just sign your dignity over. You walk oh. in, and it's like I am here to put on full display my gluttony. I will. Oh. And so is everyone else. We do have an understanding, right? 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 <laughs> yes, this is me walking away with one plate full of crab and one plate just to support the bowl of butter that that crab is going to need. <laughs> I have no shame. I worked at one. I won't say. I won't say which one. It wasn't a Mandarin, but it was a different buffet, and uh, never saw it happen. But I heard stories when I got there about people that would just eat and eat and eat, and then go oh, in the yeah. bathroom and puke, and then come back out and eat and eat and eat because you can't take it with you. That's <laughs> so fucking crazy. See, now that's not right. Oh yeah, it's 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 just buffets. like. It turns into a competition. Is like how many plates of fucking chicken mashed potatoes and chicken balls can I eat? Awesome. It's like you, what can't, go, you can't go mashed potato. That's too heavy. You can't be eating mashed well, potatoes at a fucking yeah. buffet. You yeah, sure. go light, light and deep fried. Ugh. Light and deep fried. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> um, insurance. Here's another one that's never going to be the same. Yeah, I think. I, well, I don't know. Or, or <laughs> here's the thing: Are they going to change? I'm. I mean, here in Ontario, I, they're, they're now again, news changes every day. The last I read on this is that the government, the provincial government is saying to insurance companies, OK, listen, back off right now, like everybody else, back off. And they're not so far. I mean, they're, they're um, insurance companies uh, are usually pretty reasonable. <laughs> that surprises me, Ben. No, but there's stories of people who want to cancel their policies and are having to pay a penalty. I oh, bet, yeah. You know, the insurance companies are saying, no, 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 no. You signed into an agreement that you'd be paying this insurance. You're going to pay this insurance. There's a penalty if you want out of the policy. That ain't right. No. Yeah. I mean, that ain't right. No. Mark, you're pulling a car off the road, well, right? Yeah, and now now that you say that, I'm wondering if I'm fucking going to do that. Maybe, maybe you know. 
parking insurance isn't that a thing where you just have insurance on your car like if it were to like light on fire while yeah it's you can yeah for people who part like have a nice uh a car a collector car that oh, they, they store so, so not my put, like not my tucson sorry but you know i yeah you put like fire theft and uh, uh, what is okay. it fire theft and what's the other one Col- collateral Col- well, that's if you kill somebody which you can't fire, do if fire, it's parked. fire and theft i think are the two big ones where you, you do have to insure it so if something happens somebody steals it or somebody torches it then you're covered but beyond that, yeah, you can pay like some sort of minimal rate. But yeah, what if we you just want to? What if? What if even that isn't even in the budget, and you just want to cancel? Like this should yeah, be a reduced well, we rate right do. now. We're not driving the one vehicle. It's literally sat in our driveway so long that we tried to start it a couple days ago, right. just because I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go stretch its legs a little bit, and the fucking battery's dead. Mm. <laughs> so that's a good sign that you're not driving it often enough to justify the insurance cost, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, we we uh, br- we dropped Bree's car off at her mom's place, and it's just sitting in her garage because I only got one parking spot at my building. So, and even my car, like we haven't, I've been, I've been, I, I've had a full tank of gas for a month. <laughs> nice, you know. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, and you paid sixty-eight cents a liter for it. <laughs> yeah, Stay exactly. That <laughs> I even went. I even went to the uh, the Native Reserve. Nice. Went down in Caledonia, so it was even cheaper than normal. So, you know, that was nice. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It'd be nice if they gave us a break on insurance, especially in Hamilton. Like everybody I, else, I feel is like I'm, a break. Paying, I'm paying double for insurance than compared to everybody else because all the the break and enters and shit in Hamilton and and stuff. You know, stolen cars. It's a yeah, big deal probably, here. They'll probably just raise your fucking house insurance. Like they'll go, yeah, sure, we'll cut your auto insurance, but you're home more now, so we're going to raise your house insurance. You, you know what else? Uh, you know what I was really surprised at too. Just as we sort of recap everything that's been going on since the last time we talked, I cannot believe how easy it was to apply for cerb which i have yeah super easy yeah they're making amazing. It, there's a backlog because there's so many people but yeah it's easy they're not making it hard which is good uh, I, it was three button pushes on the phone i was on the phone for f- four minutes yeah wow I'm Mor- not mortgage I, deferral I was the same thing when i got my mortgage deferred it was like three question questionnaire fucking boom done no more yeah. six months Perfect. i couldn't believe it because i tried going online and i don't know if the system but i could not log in online i have a cra login and everything but i couldn't do it so i looked on the website and I, oh here's a toll-free number and i thought oh great i'm going to be on the phone for the next eight hours when i called and then it's a recording that says um you know are you a resident are you eligible aware yes uh, have you been affected by this since March 15th? Yes. Uh, do you have an account? Is your banking uh, information correct? Yes. Push one. Dang, your money will be in within three business days. Have a nice day. I couldn't believe I was gobsmacked. Hmm. When's the last it's- time you called the government and were off the phone in five minutes? That's well, good. That's great. Good that That's awesome. That. Yeah. yeah. So at least, I mean, thank God they're streamlining it. And there is a follow up for those of you who are thinking, well, geez, if it's that easy, I'll get it myself. They, they will catch you. Yeah. And this is the time that people are going to be shitheads and try and get stuff that they don't Absolutely. need. Um, but at the same time, there's a, there's a big government payout right now. So, you know, I mean, it, chances are quite good if you're calling, even if you're just being a shyster. You probably need it. If you're that much of a shyster, you need the fucking money. Like, if you need it that bad. Mm-hmm. I, I hope so, anyway, for people who are uh, jipping the system, because that, uh, 
It's a lot of money they're handing can out, I, man. It's, can it's I say, wild. well, I've seen so many posts lately, and this is going out to anybody, like, the government is not going to fucking text you anything asking you for your personal information. The no. government, The government is not, like, Steve waiting outside the fucking classroom texting you. Like, it doesn't work like that. That's they right. will contact you if they need to. So these text scams, don't mm. be stupid. Like, it's, well, a, it's a text. Yeah, there's that, and I'll, I'll also tell you, uh, I mean, yes, the, the the phone call, everything is relatively easy, and if you do qualify, go get it. Like, look up all of the possible benefits, because a lot of people, out of habit, um, because they're sort of caught in the payday loan cycle, the payday loan people are just, there are some, res- <laughs> here's another oxymoron, respectable payday loan services uh, <laughs> that are you know, sort of limiting their services. Others are actually expanding it to make it easier to get a quick line of, you know, $300 yeah, credit. You get crushed on those. Up to 390% interest annually. It is. It Jeez. is, a, it is and, and they are still deemed, they are on the essential services list. Here is, here is, a, is an industry that I would say needs to be essentially non-essential, especially right now. Yeah, they need they need to be shuttered. They need to be closed. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's even just, in the best yeah. of times, the most prosperous times, people are caught in unbelievable cycles where three quarters of their income is going to paying these goddamn things off. Yeah, and there are some of them that are opening their doors, saying, mm, "Hard times, here's a loan," and yeah. it's 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 revolting. And they're Absolutely. not. There's another like insurance. They're not cutting. They're, they're not cutting these insurance rates. They're 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 making it more accessible at the same insurance uh, at the same not insurance sorry interest rate, and it, it's it's deplorable. It's really deplorable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Crazy. That's, like, that's as Forrest Gump once said. That's about all I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, that's one of the. Uh, hopefully, you know what I mean. What people can do, you know, what I mean, when they see these things happening, is remember. Just remember who helped and who hindered when things were Mm. down and hopefully when we come out of this, maybe we'll see more of a push towards people buying more local stuff like that because Walmart hasn't necessarily treated their employees. From what I've seen in Canada, it looks like they're, they're being going pretty well protected from what I've heard in the States. It's maybe not the case as much, but you know what I mean? I think people will remember, people will remember who took care of them and who fucking walked during this. So sure. Yeah, yeah, very true. Okay, so as we as we wrap up, and now that uh, well, two of us are married, and, and one of us soon will be. We are, we are, um, you know, with families and everything else. We're sort of, um, we're all together a lot. Has anybody noticed uh, a spouse or a kid that has an annoying habit that is either uh, had otherwise not been noticed before or has been sort of magnified? You still love this person, of course, but it's like you didn't realize they did blank so much i plead the fifth oh there's a smart guy right there because you are so new you are so new (laughs) (laughs) but is that i mean is there anybody who's listening to this who didn't know that they had married a desk drummer a desk drummer that's a good one I think that uh, for me, it's probably the opposite. I think that my wife having spent more time with me is probably learning or being more annoyed by the shit that I do. Uh, yeah. uh, putting dishes on top of the counter, on top of the dishwasher, but not actually in the dishwasher. I noticed this the other day. I'm suddenly, I'm suddenly approaching tasks. Every task I do around the house, I'm letting out this... 
okay noise before, <laughs> before everything that's a good like it, one. you know it used to be before i was just you know uh, getting into a sink full of dishes now even getting up it's just okay <laughs> survey the land you know i'm upright now yeah i gotta go hang a leak i'm gonna walk there okay, okay. <laughs> everything so i do good. is getting in an, okay Somebody pointed this out to me the other day. My daughter was like, uh, so are you going to say that before everything you do now? And I went, um, is it bothering you? And she said, yes. I oh, said, then, then yes, I am. Okay. Said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an opportunity to really hone my skills as an annoying person. So, yeah. I mean, I really think it would be a nice social experiment for all of us to, to, to test the limits of our families. Start slurping soup. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Stir that coffee just a little bit longer. Just to see how long it takes for them to snap. <laughs> Chris, there's a chance to find out if she really is the one. How much will she tolerate your bullshit? Yeah. Put it to the yeah. test, brother. Uh, trust me, I've I've put that to the test, and uh, she's she's somehow still here. So, yeah, and it's, that's it's. it's yeah, that's why Mark and I both said put a ring on that <laughs> for sure. Oh, hey Benny, something maybe for for next week that we could talk about. I I just yeah. before you got on this morning, I heard Chris and his fiance talking about something really cute. <laughs> how, they, oh, how, how they're gonna have like a like a bank account that has like part, a partition in it and half of the, <laughs> half of the money that guys put in is gonna be hers, and then some's gonna be his. <laughs> and there's gonna be a, and there's gonna be a partition in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> busted! I got busted. <laughs> Whoever, partition. Yeah, it's gonna be clear. It's gonna be clear plexiglass, like the partition at Walmart. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's more of a sneeze guard than a partition, but you know, you gotta start small. And Mark, it will be a fifty-fifty split on both sides of the partition, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the way it worked for me as well. Or just everything <laughs> on one side and let her decide what you get. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Chris, congratulations on the engagement. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's exciting. Good times this morning. Anything else we want to throw in or are we good for the day? No, I, I I think I'm good. I I we covered um uh, we covered buffets and and I I got my got my rage out on that. So I'm I'm glad I I feel I feel reborn. Hey, you know what I just, I, you know what I forgot about with the insurance was uh uh that Wimbledon. The reason that Wimbledon never rescheduled Wimbledon this year is because they had pandemic insurance, which they got about 17 years ago, just kind of on a whim. They Get out of here. paying two million dollars yeah. a year for this insurance, and they got paid out one hundred and forty million dollars. So there, there's no problem uh, yet. <laughs> oh, whoever sold them that policy is employee of the month. <laughs> I'll tell you that <laughs> this picture's going up. I mean, when they sold that policy sixteen years ago, they got employee of the month. Even then, it's like, wait, you sold them what? Uh, <laughs> Holy shit, suckers! Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. And now, now that they actually have to pay that money out, I doubt that person is employee yeah, of the month on second. We got to fucking pay that. Oh, Jesus. I'm good, boys. I'm gonna go back to the couch. <laughs> right on. Yeah, time to get in my daytime jammies. I'm very slowly going to sit down on it. 
<laughs> look, uh, look up on Facebook. Hector will have his own page by the end of the day. Oh, so, oh. Just, I don't want to see the profile pic. That's all. Uh, don't, don't follow. <laughs> have a good day, gentlemen. <laughs> see you guys. Bye. This has been another episode of Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to follow, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.